what's going on? Welcome in to episode two of the PSFT podcast, your favorite Twitter podcast. It's your host here, Canadian Rom, and I'm joined by my co-host, Danny. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, bro. How you doing? Doing really well. How uh, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, over than United losing. Well, felt like a loss. It was a draw. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Fancy Premier League could have gone better as well. Finished on 41 points. Yeah. I had Wow. Well, for football, it was a bad weekend, but um, yeah, overall, it was pretty good. Who do you think had the best performance for Manchester United this weekend? For, for United or just in the game? In United. I, I think Lindelof, personally. Yeah. yeah but I, I think Juan Bissaka was the best player on the pitch. Yeah, either him and Patrick Van Enholt. But yeah, both. It, we lack those type of fullbacks, ones that can overlap, put a cross in, and can be consistent in defence. I yeah, think Young's passed it. Um, I don't know what's wrong with Valencia, but yeah. Yeah, that's very true. All right, uh, on to our next uh, host here. Richard, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Barry? Uh, I'm doing excellent. And your your Twitter handle is at SlimSorry. Yeah, that's me. One of the goats. And who do you think played best for Chelsea this weekend? Oh, <laughs> that's a hard <laughs> one. <laughs> that's a hard one. Honestly, I don't even know. Like, I don't... E- <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, I was watching that game in disbelief and I was like, what is going on? If I have to say who did well, I'm probably going to have to go for Hazard because, like, he was the only one that had... At, at least he tried. Uh, yeah. And he almost got us a penalty. The rest of the team... And even going for Hazard, if I'm going to give a rating, I have to give him a 5 over 10. <laughs> and the rest, like, they're going to have barely make it to 2 over 10s for me. It was yeah. so appalling. Like, I was I was so... I'm kind of still, like, so down after the game. Losing to Spurs has to be one of the worst things that ever that could ever happen during yeah. a game week for me. Definitely. I despise them. So it's, it's, it's really hard for me to take it in. And, like, but it was such a bad performance. And, I, and it was coming. I always say it was people over the cracks, the game we were winning. We were always winning, like, and we had defensive problems always. David Luiz, so... I'm glad it happened, but I'm still sad. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later on, because I think that's probably one of the biggest matches this weekend, or was, in my opinion, that needs to be talked about. But before uh, we get into, into the main stuff, we are going to welcome on our very first guest of the podcast, who is a good friend to all three of us, and that is Chris. And Chris, what's your uh, Twitter handle at? At FPO underscore FC. Probably, probably the best out there at FPL, I would say. Yeah, I agree with uh. that. <laughs> <laughs> Number one overall. And Chris, you're a Liverpool fan, right? Yeah. And and what do you think you guys did this week? How do you? How would you sum up your performance? Quite lucky, because like, it was nil nil for majority of the game, and we just scored three goals straight away. So. It was yeah, kind of like you guys have something that United lack, and that's that's the ability to really turn it on in a moment's notice. Yeah, it was like 60th minute, nil nil, and then like full time three nil. Let go. Yeah, as games get going, <laughs> Liverpool is one of those teams now that I see uh, if it's a late opportunity, they probably will score a goal. Where United, I'm slowly turning into after the 60th minute if we're drawing or if we're down. I don't believe we're going to get another one. Yeah. 
it happens. Like even for Chelsea, sometimes after we're like, if we if we're two nil down or even one nil down, I worry a lot. As far as if Hazard is pinned, I'm like, we're not gonna score again. Like it's over. We better lose. We're gonna lose. Yeah, and yeah. you guys have Hazard to fill that role mm-hmm. as well, and yeah. he's somebody who can pop up and create some. And only right now is is Anthony Martial really starting to fill that role for United. Same, you guys right? got Fellaini. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what though? When I see Liverpool drawing like nil nil towards the end of the game, like sixtieth minute, I don't even get like excited at the fact they could drop points because no, I know they're going to score. I just know it. Yeah, they're just too good going forward. I mean, yeah. even when Salah, Mane, and Firmino aren't playing well. You know one of them are going to score. Because all three of them together are brilliant. And they're going to create at least one golden chance. Yeah. And that, and that really does create a conversation of what is it that uh, United are lacking in that front. Because the talent is yeah. there. But it yeah. really does create the discussion of why, uh, why aren't we having that mentality. And why don't we believe we can go up and get one at any point of the game. We, we really don't. We try to control games too much, I think, is the problem. Uh, Danny? Yeah, I agree. Um, and another thing, we've got too many players out of form, like Lukaku. I don't, I don't know what happened to him. We have too many players out of form. I think the problem is that everybody is out of form. Um, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. But I think Lukaku is the biggest factor here. I mean, yeah. he was, without doubt, our most important player last season. And this season, he's like a shell of his form himself. And that's a big problem. And we're going to talk about that because you sent me some interesting uh, number earlier that I want to talk yeah. about. But first, uh, we're going to get settled here. We're going to end the introduction at this point, and we're going to keep moving, and we're going to get on to some real topic. Look at Hazard again. A little burst of pace is back, isn't it? He threads it into Costa. He's around Alduero. Costa into Hazard! And he kills in a beauty. Chelsea 2, Tottenham 2. What drama at Stamford Bridge. Alrighty. Welcome back to the second part here. Uh, we're going to take a tour around the world. We're going to be looking at the leagues. Uh, what's going on before we wind up in the Premier League to talk about some topics there in a bit. First off, uh, we're going to start with Richard here. And Richard, I'm looking at the uh, La Liga table right now. And I'm seeing Real Madrid all the way down. Currently at six, six points off the top of the table. Uh, do you think they can turn it around and kind of get back to where they should be? Or do you think this is going to be a lost season for them? I, I don't really know about Madrid, though. Like, it ha- this was exactly the same case last season and they turned it around. But the main factor being Ronaldo was there last season and his goals lifted them up when he got formed. I don't think they're gonna make it out. Like looking at, I, I really don't think they will make it out. Six position. Think they're gonna make it top four. Top four, probably. Yeah, top. It's hard looking at it. I mean, they will surely their players have to find form with the with, under the new manager under um, Solari. But like, if that doesn't happen, it's gonna be a very long season for them. 
they they might go far in the Champions League. They always do that. I don't think Ronaldo might play a major influence in yeah. that. And also, they they are known for getting easy teams in the knockout stages. Apart from last year, where like they had that was like the toughest Champions League campaign in, in the three years they've. That won. was one of the best Champions Leagues in recent in history. history. Yeah, in the teams they played. So I, I it's gonna be very hard for them. And hopefully the players they bought haven't just caught with Vinicius Junior, Mariano. He didn't even start the game yesterday. And Cotuar, which I, I feel so happy about. I, I, I know it's horrible, but like he disrespected the club so bad that I, I actually enjoy seeing him seeing him concede this much. He's conceded nineteen and he has only only started like nine games for them. So it's a it's he's yeah, in a bad place. He's in a bad place. Well they can pull they can pull through. Bring Kelo back into the team, Kelo Navas. Strengthen the defense. I think that's one major thing. Kosovo never led the defensive line, but like Kalonavas could do that. So it's all yeah. about defensive stability before they even work about scoring goals. Like before, they, they were always conceding, but they they they, they will outscore their opponents. But now they're conceding and they can't even score. So that's a major problem. I don't see them. They might make top four, like fourth position. They might barely scrape that. Looking at the form of Sevilla, Barcelona, and Atletico. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So. uh Chris, I got a question for you. And currently, uh, looking at the table, Atletico Madrid is only two points back of Sevilla in first. But they already have six draws in the season, but only one loss. But they have the same total as as wins and draws. If Madrid get winning, is that going to knock them off? Is that going to be a problem? The amount of games they're drawing. Um. Yeah. Definitely, because it's every draw is two points lost. And yeah. Real Madrid is only six points behind. It's not like Man United where like they're fourteen points behind. Yeah, and, and the top. Madrid aren't drawing. They only have two draws. Their problem is they're they're actually losing games. It's not the matter of they're drawing too many. Yeah, and I find so just like a, like like a win like a win run, and they'll be back into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now I say figure you play the next five games and they don't change form, they got to change yeah, managers again. Yeah, and if they win like four out of the five, they're back in the mix. They're back into the title race and, and they're probably ready to go for the um, for the Champions League as well. That puts in them, them in good form in the Champions League. Yeah. Alright, Danny, so we're going to go to you so, next. And uh, yeah. we're going to look at Barcelona. But first, I want to look at the league on team. Yeah. And PSG's in first. They're undefeated. 42 points from 14 games. 46 goals for 7 against. Obviously, Neymar's a very crucial player for them. But today, yeah. uh, I've seen a couple times that a possible swap for Dembele and Neymar might take place. Honestly, I don't think it would make a difference. You don't think... That's what I was going to ask. Do you think if Neymar was swapped out for Dembele, it would really make that big of a difference for PSG, or would all the difference be made in Barcelona? The way I see it, um, for PSG at least, nothing would change. They'd still walk that league. They've got their team compared to everyone else's far too strong. And yeah. it's it doesn't interest me at all. But the only right. interesting thing about this league is that Monaco are in the relegation zone. Yeah, that's, that's something that can be as well. Yeah, but the top of the table, I know there's a good top four race going on. Um, 
or race for second place. But yeah, yeah that, that nothing will change in that league. So if they, for them, if they can, oh, it depends how much you value Dembele at. So I imagine it'd be Dembele plus cash for Neymar back. Um, yeah, so yeah. Depending on how much PSG got, I, th- I think it should take it. Whereas with Barcelona, I th- honestly, I th- they're only one, one point off at, at the moment, I think, of the top of the table. Yeah, one point off. But he's won a Champions League with Barcelona. Yeah, and Messi's yeah. still there. So maybe it won't make that much of a difference in the league, but it certainly would in the Champions League. Whereas I can't see PSG getting that far in the Champions League. Right, in fact, yeah. if Liverpool win away tomorrow, I think it is, then yeah. I think they're knocked out. One of the two, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Chris, right now, um, Neymar has 10 goals and 6 assists in Liga in uh, 11 matches. Could Dembele recreate that for them, do you think? If he stays fit, that's a huge factor. Yeah, because that's a big, struggles big to stay fit. Yeah. But do you think he'd be able to score 10 goals in, in that league, or do you think they would maybe need to drop Cavani and sign somebody else to replace that production? No, they'd have to play them play him with them. You'd have to play him because, with them, you think? Yeah, because they have to like create a partnership and link up to create the goals. That's yeah. fair. And Cavani's a goal scorer too, so you need that. Yeah, I think, I think with Neymar gone in that team... Um, probably Cavani would get a lot more chances and a lot more time on the ball. Can we just say yeah. how can we just say how um they actually bought Neymar to win the Champions League? And like selling Neymar back to um Barcelona for any amount, it's not gonna take him to the next level. Like before no. Neymar and Mbappe no. came, they they've been winning the on for years and years and years with Ibrahim moving even after Slavan moved to United they wanted it apart from the Monaco Incidents where like Monaco had that amount of talent and he just watched the league. They even came second. So I don't think the Neymar and the Neymar and the Bele deal will happen. I mean, if you do swap them, you're still gonna get the, cre- the creative opportunity of the creative talents of Dembele into the squad. And Neymar going back to Barcelona will be a huge boost for them. But for both clubs, yeah. I don't see it necessary because even uh, Neymar at Barcelona, they still have the same issues of not getting through the Champions League. Um, quarterfinals in how many years they always crash at that seat. I, I always thought with PSG they could probably uh, it would obviously stint development an issue like that but I, I think PSG could sign substitutes for, to play for Neymar, Cavani and Mbappe and, and really only play them in the Champions League. Yeah, true. And they would still, and win, they'd still win. They they could play Draxler on the wing and mm-hmm. Di Maria on the wing and they'd still win that league. Wait. So it's not if the deal does happen. I mean, it might be, it might be a creative step for both clubs, but I don't see it being any difference. I think Barcelona don't really need Neymar back. They just have to focus on developing what they have now. And same thing with PSG. Neymar has to strive forward. And if he really wants to win Champions League with PSG, I won't. I don't see him leaving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, next we're gonna move on to Syria, and I'm gonna ask uh, all three of you guys this question and. Uh, we're gonna go. Just give me a quick answer to this one. Uh, I don't. We don't need to spend much time on this. And we'll go. Richard, uh, Danny, and Chris. Juventus is six points up on the table. No losses, one draw. Have they won that league. Yeah. Yeah, Danny. Yeah, one hundred percent. Chris. Yeah. Any way they don't turn it around, Chris. 
um, if Theta just didn't turn up every week. What if Ronaldo was injured? Still got other players I can fill in. But you Maybe not as well. That really closes the gap in quality between them and a team like Napoli or Milan. Not really. They're way no. behind. Okay. That's fair. Alright, so next we're going to get into the fun stuff here. Uh, and we're going to look at the Premier League table. And the, the one I want to start off first is I actually want to start off at the, at the very bottom. And I just want to point out that the difference between 14th place and 20th place is two points. Oh, you're 15th, right? Huddersfield and Fulham. Well, uh, Huddersfield and 14th, yeah. Yeah. Huddersfield, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Burnley, Southampton, Cardiff, Fulham. Uh, Danny, is Fulham gonna is Fulham gonna stay up this year? I said last week. I don't think they will. But um, there's something about Claudio Ranieri that makes me think he will turn it around. So yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be bold here and say they do stay up. And by how many points do you think they find safety? I think I think it'll be a race till the end of the season. They they won't right. get to mid table. They'll be in there the whole season. All right. Okay. Um. Uh. Chris, do you think Southampton pulls out a eighteenth place here on eight points? Uh. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. They have the potential to. Yeah, they but... definitely do. And I mean, Danny Ings has been scoring for them a lot as well. Yeah, they've been creating chances. It's just they haven't been. Them them. No, not at all. Is there anybody? Is there anybody in the bottom fourteenth? This is somebody asked me a question. This in the DMs, and I think it's pretty creative. Is there anybody from fourteenth to twentieth from the bottom six that you would take for fantasy Premier League? Any player from them? Any player from any bottom six team? Um. Mitrovic from Fulham. But you would you take Zaha? No. You wouldn't take Zaha. You would take Mitrovic from Fulham. Yeah, okay. he scored a brace this week. Zaha has yeah. not been doing much. That's fair. All right, so we're gonna move up the table here, and I want, I want, I'm gonna ask Richard and Danny uh, this question, and I want kind of them beat. And Danny, you're gonna be on the side of uh, Leicester City here in 10th place with 18 points. And Richard, you're going to be on the side of Wolves here who are in 11th with 16 points. Who finishes higher and why? And we're going to start with Danny. Uh, honestly, I'm not just saying this because he gave me Leicester, but I think Leicester will finish higher. And I say that because of their experience. Um, Jamie Vardy has been in the league since 2013. Yeah. And they've won the league with him starting pretty much every game that season. And right. Wolves are new to the league, so I don't think I don't, I don't think they've got the experience to finish above Leicester. So where do you see Leicester finishing then? Top nine. And where do you see Wolves finishing? Between tenth and thirteenth. Ten. Okay, that's that's a that's a fair prediction. And Richard, what do you have to counter that? I'm not actually going to counter it. I think he, Danny um Danny actually spoke everything I wanted to say. Even though I have to be on the side of Wolves, I think the experience is going to come into a bit. It's going to come into play here. I mean, Leicester have won the league. Their centre back partnership are players that have been in the prem for two, 
two plus years they literally know every striker and how to like they know how to lock up a defense even with Ranieri gone they're sort of uh, an average defensive team I think experience will come into play players like Jimmy Vardy they will have to step up like Vardy is one of those players that you can depend on on big games and you can always win your smaller game but relegation will depend on how much of us how much points you can steal from the big teams or like yeah. even going where you finish in, in the top 10 with the determined on how much points you can steal from the top 16 and a player like Vardy is so instrumental if you have him on your team like he turns up on the, against the big teams and he would score goals that will help you win points whether it's a point or three points so I think yeah and Wolves don't really have that player they don't have that influential player in the, I mean they have Nez but Nez has dropped up form lately Jimenez also but yeah I have to go with that he lets them finish higher same position. I know somebody in in this chat right now in Chris really likes a couple of the most fullbacks in fantasy because he's yes. recommended me to take them already. Yeah, and it failed first week. <laughs> are you are you staying on that wagon though? Do you think people should keep those players or move on? Uh, definitely for the next game, Cardiff away. Cardiff away, and you think? Yeah. Alright, so that's that's all good and uh, fun and dandy. But the next thing I want to move on to um, is the Tottenham and Chelsea game. And I'd like to really quickly dip into that. And I want the first opinion to be uh, from Richard. And I know we got a little bit of an opinion from him about what Chelsea did wrong in the intro. But I'm actually going to swing this back to him. And I want uh, him to tell us what Tottenham did right. I haven't seen a team with such a high press. And I have seen high presses before. Trust me, I've played FIFA 17 and 18 and how <laughs> and how bullshit it is. I haven't seen a team press so effectively in my life than what Tottenham did to us. For minute one, I was like, what? I even, like, if you check my timeline, when I, I, I made a tweet after, like, we held the ball for, like, a couple of seconds, like, 30 seconds plus, and I tweeted that we've actually held the ball for 30 seconds, and I was celebrating. <laughs> like, it was so, Tottenham ran us rambles, like, in the first 45 hours, like, we should have been, this, the score doesn't do it justice, though. Like, you see 3-1, and if you don't watch the game, you're like, maybe Chelsea just had a few. We were bad. I think, I think Chelsea uh, deserved a penalty. <laughs> I think the Eden Hazard penalty should have been given well even uh, if the penalty was given like but at the same time like at that even if he had scored that i think it could have been five to two for spurs and half. us scoring that wouldn't have made the other players miss the chances they did like son had three yeah three easy that. opportunities Kane literally missed the tapping that we're talking about goals of seven and eight against us I and mean, if they were if they were if at the time it was one one that would give them more efficiency to score it was so good and we have to, I have to give credit to Pochettino again. He, the way he neutralized Regino using Dele Ali and Dele Ali is such a is such a like no one likes him. No one likes him and the way he put him against but Regino. He's a, grit, he's a gritty player and I yeah. know I know he's a, like a more of an offensive player. Yeah. But he's definitely more more gritty. gritty. And he, he went under Jorginho's skin. I've never seen Jorginho so pissed before. Like I even had that issue where like two of them were, were, were like having we wanted to exchange blows to each other. So I have to give credit to Poch. He clearly looked at our team, analyzed us. He said, No, we're not gonna we're not gonna wait and counter. We're gonna impose our will on yeah. them. The high press, Ericsson again. Like him coming back into the squad, he created like four chances in nine minutes. 
with our sports. Like, if he's such a quality player, and that's why Sarri even said in the post conference that he's the one player that he would like from sports, and he's such yeah. a technically gifted player. And fair play to sports, they deserve the win. But god damn it, we, we, we were so bad. I think it was more about in a case like this, you know, normally we have games where like a team is extraordinarily so good and your team is just average. And we have games where like maybe your team is bad and the team is just average and the team that wins is average. But in this case, sports were extremely good and we were extremely poor. And the scoreline honestly doesn't do it justice. So credit to sports and I'm I'm happy for the loss. We get we have a chance to drop David Luiz now. He's been at fault for seven out of eleven goals we've conceded this season, so that's a good win. I hope Sari sees that. William, everyone knows my opinion on him. I don't think he should be starting for a club like Chelsea in 2018. Didn't do anything. 2018, he says. Like I don't know, I don't know why he still starts, and I I, I trust Sari, but I don't see why. So I'm happy for the loss. I'm excited about next week. I want to see the changes Sari is going to make to the squad yeah. if the youth stars get a chance and stuff like that. So I'm happy for the loss. Exposes thing, but I'm also really sad internally. Yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying. So next, I, I'm going to uh, ask Danny a question. Uh, Danny, yeah, is David Luiz the worst fullback in the top six? I don't know. I think I don't. I don't think he's that bad. He just doesn't suit Chelsea's system. Um, he's very aggressive. He loves diving in. Um, he likes to come out and, and play the ball a bit more further up the pitch than a normal central. And that's why I told, yeah, that's why Sabi likes him because he he clicks well and helps George Junior out in possession. He really does. And he the, comes close and he helps. Yeah, but the, I think the point is they shouldn't be starting them. They should be building a partnership between Rudiger and Christensen. Yeah, I know that. I've, what do you think about that, uh, Richard? Exactly, that's my point. I have been screaming for Christensen to start for years. And the problem, I, do, I hate to say this, but it's back to Cahill. The only games Christensen has started this season was with Cahill as a starting centre-back. And Cahill was atrocious in both games. But I don't know what the problem is, sorry. He takes off Christensen over Cahill just because Cahill is probably older. So I think, I don't know why, but like, it's, it's one thing for me to say that and it's one thing for Sari to do it. So I, everyone wanted Christensen and Rudiger to be centre-back partnerships. David Luiz plays the ball forward. Christensen does the exact same thing. I think there was a period when he was in Wolfsburg. I think that was the Bundesliga team he came from. He didn't misplace a pass for like seven games as a starting centre-back and he played 90 minutes for those games. And the record for that belongs to Lam, who didn't misplace a pass for like, was it 20 games or 19 games? Yeah. So like, he, he's such he's a ball-playing defender similar to Luiz and he can actually defend. So... Why Sarri isn't starting Christensen over Luis has to be down to experience and probably the time he has had with to train with Luis. That's yeah. what I hope this like the loss exactly or exactly what I said before. The loss has to reveal that that Luis isn't good enough and he has do you to go. Think, do you think Chelsea fans have overreacted to the loss? Oh, definitely. I, definitely. It, my recent tweets say that like we have such a such a reactionary fan base. Imagine saying you should swap Kanti and Jorginho. Fair enough, Regino might not be the exact defensive player as Kante is, but you can't swap the two positions. You don't have to know football to know that. You can't put Kante in Regino's position and accept the same result. So, I don't know what's on a band. Again, you see people say Kepa should should be in Kepa for what, the mistakes. Luis literally moved away from a shot and let it go yeah, to Yeah, that's, that's, he's been a very good keeper yeah. for you all season to say so, that he shouldn't be in, in the net's a little bit so that's it and I think I, I'm really excited like after the loss I just set it down and thought over it and I was like 
yeah, that's a good loss to have. At least we didn't go to the to levels of five. It's not an embarrassing loss, but like it's a loss that's surely going to make changes happen in the club, and I'm excited to see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the topic, Chris, we actually just got a question for you, FPL related. Uh, at FPL Pass uh, wants to know who is the best Spurs mid to own after game week fifteen. Erickson. Erickson? Because, yeah, because well, he comes in. He he's nailed on to play every single game, and he's a, like a consistent stream of points through assists, and also comes in with goals. And also, he's quite the differential is like now because he was out injured. Yeah, yeah. Only like last time I checked, he was like four percent earned or something around that. <laughs> How often do you check? Not much. <laughs> okay, good. I was about to be like, I didn't, one. I didn't go on a, um, the FPL site for the whole international break until like the Thursday. I believe that. <laughs> so, you didn't really tweet about it much, though. No. Nah. <laughs> Can I just weigh in here a sec? Yeah, oh, yeah. say something. Um, I would, I agree with Chris. I would go with Chris Nevixen for now. But it seems like every single season... After New Year, Deli Ali just turns into a beast. For some reason, if you look at the stats, after New Year, um, he he creates more, he assists more, and he scores more. So I think you should be looking to keep Chris uh, Erickson for now, but I would consider um, bringing Deli Ali in around the end of December. Yeah, if he shows like consistency, he will be over um, Erickson all day, every day. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're going to end this topic here. So we're going to come back, be back in a minute. good my pleasure and uh we're gonna ask you a couple quick questions here and the first one is your favorite club which i had mentioned earlier anyway and that is liverpool and the club you dislike the most um i used to dislike sunderland a lot when they were in the league why uh i don't know i just hated how they just survived luckily every single year that's fair yeah, yeah I, I get that and then uh, recently, I started hating on Stoke, and then they got relegated too. <laughs> why, why, are you, why are you just going after small clubs? <laughs> I just didn't like the way they played, and just that, like, they just scraped, so like, one nils and that. Okay, so now you yeah. hate United, is what it sounds like. Uh, I always hated them, but I, that would be too obvious of an answer. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. 
So who is it? Which shit team is it now? <laughs> Man United. He clearly beats it. I hate you. <laughs> you made it too easy, man. You made it too easy. Uh, all right, who's your who's your all-time favorite player, Chris? <laughs> uh, it's a tough one, but I'd go. Does it have to be Premier League or no? Any? Just all time, yeah. yeah. R nine Ronaldo. Okay, all right. I like that one. That's different. Um, and who's going to be the best player in the world in five years? Um, if Messi and Ronaldo stay at their peak, or don't, I mean, then it'll be Mbappe. Mbappe? I agree. Yeah, that's what I think most of us said. All right. Yeah. So... I'm like you last week, Pogba. <laughs> you're lucky I, you're lucky I wasn't on last week man no no I, hey listen it's a good shoot I'm allowed to be different and I'm allowed to say that Paul Pogba deserves if, if, if Raphael Varane deserves to be there Paul Pogba deserves to be there no he doesn't yeah, well, yes, he Varane's does. won trophies <laughs> Pogba didn't win Pogba won a World Cup and yeah. scored in the final yeah. World Cup Varane's won a World Cup too so, and a Champions League you can't put, you can't say Yeah, but it's the better team. Uh, if Pogba was in that team, it would, it would have ended the same way. Yeah. He would have had a Champions League trophy. Yeah, if, if, get if, into if any that was Ron, if it was, if it was Langlet or any other French centre-back in there, they still would have won that game. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. True, Maybe. I that. So, uh, we're going to talk about Liverpool. And uh, I'm gonna try to try to be different and not ask the obvious question. I'm gonna try to kind of get different here. Um, do you, how how long does Daniel Sturridge have left at Liverpool, Chris? Uh, how long? He's probably like another season or two, and then I can see him going to like a Newcastle or Leicester. You think he he still has it? Like not at least, but a maximum of two left. Well, if he stays fit, I can see him staying longer. Yeah, but I I can sense that like Cop is getting a bit frustrated. Yeah, like he's done well this season. Like he scored against Chelsea, it was like a great goal. He did, yeah. yeah. He did. Don't do that to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dissing you all today. Like seriously, this shot is so. Yeah, but like bullying session. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew this is what this was gonna be. So yeah, um, he scored against Chelsea. I didn't mention it before. I did. Um, and <laughs> if he if he can stay fit, like he's a goal scorer, and yeah. he will deliver. But the thing is, like his main problem is staying fit. Yeah, I'm not sure like what's wrong with him. Like, I remember like I watched a podcast with like um, Kieran Dyer. Yeah, and yeah. he used to have like um, always like injured and. He was like pretty much the same as um, uh, Sturridge, and he used to say that like he didn't have the proper medical team or like to treat it. Yeah. So maybe that's like an issue at Liverpool. Yeah, and, and, and I think if uh, that something is an issue came out. At Liverpool, it's something that needs to be addressed, especially with the way Klopp plays games. Yeah, and um, last last week or so, um, news came out that. Liverpool got the Man City medic. Okay, the yeah. 
okay, that's that is. So I think they've realized it's yeah. a bit of an issue as well. Yeah. For them sure. to like hire people. Um, and maybe we can get the Doctor Kugat as well. <laughs> Who's Big that? Man Kugat. Daniel Sturridge. We see every game. Oh my god. He's like a magician, ain't he? Like he yeah. get plays what's supposed to be out for a year. They come back within that like, five days. He's a magician. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, De Bruyne is like out three months. He came back in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they do that actually purposely. Do you remember the Palace game that season? I think, um, was it uh, uh, Fosamenta absolutely cut him in half and he was supposed to be out for like two months? Two weeks later, he was back. He, oh, he flew to Barcelona. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's back and starting. Incredible. Dr. Kugat. Um, they sent him to Barcelona. Oh, the oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yes. Okay. Imagine the scenes if, like, it comes out that like he's been giving them like um, performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, that would, like, that would be a major scandal. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. it happens yeah. all the time, bro. You'd be surprised. Because he can't um, like, like, what can he really do to make him come back quick? Like, just crack a burn or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, crack be something. A bone, crack a bone. Oh yeah, there you go. Here. I think they have special. Yeah, it's chambers. like a broken knee. Just crack it back into place. A <laughs> <laughs> little, bit of, little I, bit of little bit of Elmer's glue. I did read about them having special chambers for that for jet stuff, particularly. Like if you're injured, you just have a special condition in place where like they keep on your on your leg, and it helps the cells to heal faster. Yeah. I read. I'm not sure if they really brought it to life, but probably that's what they do. That's why it has to. They have to fly them continuously to him to do that. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about, and I'm going to ask Danny about this, because I think this is a really interesting quote from Jurgen Klopp. Uh, and the quote that he said is that controlling games is new to us. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. What, what you, like, what's your take on that? That season, Liverpool were the best counter-attacking team in the world. Yeah. They'd, they'd, just sit, they'd just sit back. As soon as one little pocket opened, Mane, Salah, and Firmino all flew out of the defence. Yeah. This yeah. season they've changed their approach. They're trying to um they're trying to have more possession, like City do, coincidentally. And they're trying to um they evidently want to win the league and they're trying new things to do that. And do you um think they're gonna sign anybody big in January to help them do that. Funny enough, I think the player they need is Coutinho. I don't think they need Fakir. I think Fakir is too injury prone. They need Coutinho too, but that's not an option. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I need someone of that of that quality. I don't think Fekir... Yeah. Look, um, Fekir, he's had a lot of injury problems. He was out for over one year at one stage. Um, and he's not been the same since... He's, well, he's obviously still arguably world-class. But um, no, I don't think Fekir is the man for them. Okay. I think Kaito is. I think Kaito yes. is. And yeah. the sooner he gets in gear, the better for them. What do, you, what do you think about that, Richard? First of all, I think Fekir is the man for me because anyone over Morata or William would right comfortably enter my team and play well. Again, the the, the fact comes back to Fekir being injury prone. I do I know he's injury prone, but like then, if he comes to the prem, he's gonna get ripped apart, though. But like I, anyone about think, um, do you think a false nine could work in Chelsea? I mean, we saw it yesterday when when um, they took Morata off. Just like I think it was like for ten or fifteen minutes before he brought on Giroud, 
and like Hazard winning headers and like laying it off. It looks a good shout, but it stinks of Conte. So I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about it. It stinks horribly of Antonio Conte, your false nine. So I, I mean, it's a good shout, but like it's a good shout if you bring someone like Fakir to play that position. But moving Hazard to false nine is something I don't think he likes personally, or like even the team wants to. Because if you, if you move Hazard centrally. The point of dribbling, of his dribbling and his close control, you are completely overlooking the fact that he, does, he doesn't need it in the central position. He, on the wing, where he can easily do that and cut inside and create chances is better. But if you stick him in the middle, all he has to do is now lay off passes and get into space. So we won't see the hazard we know. We we'll only see him as the, someone that we'll only sees creative side and more of laying off passes to players instead of his dribbling attributes, which is yeah. his best. So I don't want. I I, I, have, I, I like the false night concept. But I don't want it to be a hazard that will be that will be taken to the middle to do that. And on Liverpool, Liverpool do need a, a ten that will run in and create chances. Lanana is, is in his thirties, and like no one else is going to do that for them. They should go for um, what's this dude's name? Uh, Aura from Lyon. He's the he's like he's the thirty. He's the, the second. Belly? Not the ballet, Aura, A-O-U-A-O-U-A-R. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He yeah. plays. He's class. He's class. And he, 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 can, he can control the midfield. So, like, if they get him with a, if someone like Fabinho, Keita, and Aura, that attacking aspect of their game is that certainly... That would be a great midfield. And again, so Chelsea are still need to get into that team. Chris, do you think Fabinho is going to get into that team soon? Um, He should. But I think he just needs to settle in. I don't think... Because I'm like hearing links that he's gonna be sold or something yeah, in January, like already. to Milan. I think that's just, I think that's just nonsense. Like Do he's only been in the league the for six months. That, that Fred is having at United that they're just not fitting into the side. Yeah, and it will take time. Like not every player is gonna be like Salah coming in with 32 goals in the first season. Do you mm-hmm. think people are demanding too much too quick then? Um, a bit. Like yeah, and. Uh, I think because he Twitter, came in as like a especially people are very overreactive. Yeah, especially those Chelsea fans this week. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. To be fair, I did see a he was horrible a though. Screenshot of a poll, and it was like Chelsea fans: Who would you want as your next manager? You mean, yeah, I saw that too. I and, was and so I, pissed. And I thought it was I thought it was a screenshot of Danny's tweet about United yesterday. One loss like, straight away. Sorry, out. Love Louise out. I guess <laughs> Start they a whole new team. Hazard out. It's not fair. Hey, uh, we were talking about false nine with Chelsea. They should play William there. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be class there, to be fair. I think he would. Too. Dave and Richard. <laughs> if you guys just want to, I think it's been sick. I just want that one season where William scores like ten goals in the league. Oh, me I'll be adding. I'll be adding Richard every day. <laughs> I mean, he, it's not. It's not gonna happen. So, like, I'm not even scared about that. But if it does happen, like in the worst case scenario, it does happen. You won't even hear from me again. I'm gonna deactivate. Like, if William crosses ten goals this season, under sorry, I am going to deactivate. Like, I put it out there. So you guys can tag me all you want if he does that. But he can't. He can't. He can't. It's so. He's so bad. Jesus. <laughs> Like, I've never seen a worse player. I've never seen a worse player before. I know Bakayoko was horrible, but William is another level. 
And I, my agenda and him keeps going every day the more salary starts to. But hopefully, yeah. I mean, I can't do anything. He's still going to earn his money at the club. So even the weeks is there. Sometimes I might tweet some stupid things about him. But sometimes I really want him to do well. Like, if he's on the attack, I'm not I'm not praying for him to to lose the ball. I want him to do well. But he, he, he proves me wrong every single time. For a player his age not to understand the concept of a one-two pass, it's, it's, it's suddenly, it's appalling. Anytime I see that, I'm like, what are you doing? So... That's that's why most times I just want him out. Not like I don't re- I don't really wish bad things to happen to him. Just I, I get what you're saying, yeah. So um, what we're gonna do here is we're gonna move on to some Twitter questions, and uh, we got some specifically for Chris. In uh, the first one we got, Chris, who's your top five ever Premier League strikers? And that question is from uh, at Elite Shaw twenty three. Would be Henri. Yep. Uh, Shira. Okay. Um, trying to think of. Where? Uh, sorry. Uh, Aguero would be like not um that much up there. He'd be probably like fifth. Um, Rooney and Drogba. Yeah, I was All just right, gonna say Rooney. That's, uh, that's a good rate, right? Yeah, I agree. I pretty much agree. All yeah. right. Um, so the next question we got, Danny, we're going to ask this one to you. This one is from Coco uh, at Lamella. Two A's on the end. The first A after the uh, first L is an X. Uh, yeah, I know said, that. In terms of mid-table Premier League clubs, who deserves a move to a big six club? Of players, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's, there's lots of players to choose from. Um, I, I, I've said it before, but I really like Billing from Huddersfield. I think he's a class player. I think he'll do well towards the top end of the table. Um, Zaha. Yeah, he's young too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think he'll be class. I'm surprised that, like, when I saw he's like 21 or something. Like, yeah, yeah, he's got potential. Yeah, and okay. Zaha. So, um, okay, that's fair. We're going to go to uh, uh, Richard next. And Richard, this one is from, again, uh, at Visionary Modric. She changed her name this week. It's Lily instead of L. Uh, she says, thoughts on River Boca uh, fan violence, and do you guys think it was right for Cotton Ball to postpone the match again? Oh, that was, I, I saw the videos, and it was absolutely heartbreaking. And it just shows, like, I don't know if it's, if that's, that's where you have to draw the line between being a supporter and being a complete asshole. And like, even yeah. though they are complete rivals, you you do not want that to be done to anyone. Sometimes you you I I know I understand the rivalry, mm. but sometimes you gotta let them play the match. Right. Yeah, for it to happen, and like it was completely disgusting. And what was even more angry to me was that they were actually debating that they should add the match should go on, and that was like that was like no, you can't do that. Like, they just they just had one one and an experience that they might not probably never have again. Like, they just got the tear gas and stuff were thrown at them. And it's, it's yeah. a first for some of them. It's not like they, they've been to the, they've been to wars and come back and you're like, yeah, we can play the match after. You've done this before, right? Let's go. Like, it doesn't happen that way. It, and they were like, they were debating. And it took about three hours for them to finally settle. And both parties had to come together and say that 
no we don't want to play the match and like it's appalling if something happens to that it should be a con they shouldn't even have thought of the it match it should be a question John, yeah it should be thought about the players player safety team, over over that and you imagine going to play a match at the place that the people that did that to you might be there so like yeah it's, it's not fair at all on them and I, it was really appalling and some people make jokes about it. I was like, nah, that that's it's not that is not funny at all. Yeah. And I feel bad. And luckily that's why it doesn't happen in the Prem. Fans get banned and stuff. The closest it happened was from Liverpool fans. <laughs> it happened with United a few seasons ago as well. Yeah. Liverpool and Massive you do that every time. I think time. it was I think it was uh United uh maybe away to West Ham, wasn't it, Danny, on the last day of the season of the Bowling Graham? Uh yeah, they um attacked the team's boss. Yeah. The West Ham yeah. fans. Yeah, I remember. Um, then so the game got postponed. The next question I'm going to ask is going to be uh, I'm going to ask Chris a question from Chris. So at Pogba underscore six, the O is an X. Uh, he says, and I'm so happy I'm asking you this question instead of Danny. Jose in or Jose out, and why? What was the question again? Sorry, sorry. Jose in or Jose out, and why? Um. I feel like whatever I answer here, I'm going to get attacked for it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Answer from a United fan's perspective. Yeah, that's so if he was a United right fan. Yeah. Um, would be Jose out. Why? Um, he's not delivering what he should be, and his style of play is just is dead. Like, And it's not like he doesn't have the players. He's got the players. Like, he... Like, you see, like, um, Spurs didn't make a signing. They're still third beat Chelsea. Man United, like, they signed Fred and and they've got better players than Spurs. Yeah. I disagree like there. I think, I think Spurs have got a better team. I, I think I agree with that. Spurs. Yeah, but, like, you look at it, like, Mourinho, in, like, he inherited, like, a good team. Yeah. Pochettino didn't really, like, he made... Like players like he made Ali. Yeah, I agree with like, that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I still think Spurs have got more quality than us, especially in defense. Yeah. Our defense is shambles. You have to give credit yeah, to Poch, that's though. A, that's a no-brainer. You have to give credit yeah. to Poch because those set of players, if they were given to Mourinho three years before, three years ago or four years ago, you might not see them yeah, where they, they are. Currently. Yeah, they won't be where they are now. Now. So you have to give credit. It's like Mourinho was like, like if Man United bought Deli Ali, at that time, yeah. like he wouldn't be where he is now if he was with under Mourinho. I agree with that. Well, yeah, I agree with that. It also comes down to Pochi's system about the type of football they play. They're able to express themselves and do stuff. See Ericsson and like them, they have this fluidity in their squad, and it's not dependent on money. It's not money feels that oh no, even if we do bad, we can easily be replaced. Like, I think as a unit, they're so compact and it's down to the structure of the club. And, like, that's why it's so different compared. They have the better squad and quality, Spurs. But, like, you won't, it's not due to money. And money can get you that if spent effectively. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, they've grinded out to have, like, a good team. Team, yeah. Like, um, they've developed players. Yeah, yeah, I got a question for you guys. And I'm going to start uh, with Richard. And just think about it and give me a quick answer. Um... Out of a possible 21 points for Manchester United in the month of December, how many other are they going to pick up? They play uh, away to Southampton, home to Arsenal, home to Fulham, 
Uh, away to Liverpool, away to uh, Cardiff City, uh, home to Huddersfield, and home to Bournemouth. Oh, all right, let's see. For young boys, you win that. Okay, that's November, right? Yeah, I'm talking the month of December. December. Seven, seven, uh, seven Premier League games, and then we play Valencia. Yeah. So ignore Valencia. Seven league games. How many points does United pick up? Seven league games starting from Burnley or Le- Le- uh, Leicester. Sorry. Southampton. Southampton. All right. Um, let me December first to uh, December thirtieth. So you have Southampton. You scraped that luckily. You lose against Arsenal. You lose against City. Definitely, and Mourinho gets sacked then. I think at so. Cardiff City. At City. Okay, wait. Sorry, I, I'm a bit confused. Your December game starts um from. Oh yeah. Away at Southampton. Uh, yeah, I was looking at another fixture. So Southampton, you win. You you lose against Southampton. You win against Southampton, sorry. No, I'm not that stupid. You win against Southampton. <laughs> Arsenal. That might be Arsenal's exposed game. But you guys, they've been so lucky this season. And you guys can make them pay. I'm not sure. I'll go for a draw. That's 3-4. My United Fulham. Definitely a win. That's 7. That's um, 7. Yeah. Yeah, so you get 7 then. Before Valencia, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you get 7 out of... Out of nine, yeah, that's a good. That's that's. A and good. then, and then after that, we have away at Liverpool. Away, at, uh, yeah. So Liverpool are gonna smash you guys, Jesus. And then we yeah. have away at Cardiff City. <laughs> yeah, you win Cardiff easily. So that's twelve out of twenty-one. What? And then we have Huddersfield, Huddersfield at home. I'm not sure about that because they they turn up like they've become your kryptonite over the years. Yeah, they have. <laughs> yeah, like more. So I'm not sure about that. I think. But it's an Old Trafford though. Nah, they, they win. I, I'm going for so that's impossible. Win. Fifteen and then at home versus Bournemouth. You win against Bournemouth, surely. So eighteen out of a possible twenty-one yeah. points. Yeah, that's Hopefully, not bad. That, that, that's me being reasonable and me thinking the other teams are not your level. But like, you never know what could happen. They could just turn up and play you guys out of the park yeah. completely. So Danny, what about you? Out of the possible 21 points, how many are we picking up? So we'll draw to Southampton. Okay. We'll beat Arsenal. Yeah. We'll beat Fulham. Okay. So that's seven points. We'll lose Liverpool. Yeah. We'll beat Cardiff. So that's ten okay. points. And what are the games after that? Because I can't say. Field uh, at home and Bournemouth at home. So I think we'll win both those as well. So you 16. Have 16. What about you, Chris? Uh, he will beat Southampton. Okay. And I think you draw to Arsenal. Okay. Beat Fulham. Okay. Get smashed by Liverpool. <laughs> is that mm-hmm. where? Okay, so all all of you have predicted that we get smashed by Liverpool. Is that Mourinho's end? Just because? No, Mourinho's end. Nah. Comes, Mourinho's end comes in the, in January when you have to play. Okay. Christmas nah, Mourinho, Mourinho might be sad. You you might come in um February next year when you have to play Liverpool. Crystal all right. Ballers, so Chris, right now you have us at. Seven points? Yeah. And then, alright, so Cardiff City. Uh, you'll win that. Okay, 13. And you'll win the Huddersfield game? Yeah. And then you'll draw the Bournemouth game. So 17. So Danny has the least faith. 
and Richard has the most. I'll say I'll probably get on board with Chris, and I'll and I'll say uh, seventeen as well. Actually, I think probably the same way he believes. But I think we're gonna lose to Arsenal at home and beat Liverpool on the road. Nah, not a no chance. Ch- we win at Anfield. Oh, that sounds was familiar. That... Weren't we not was supposed it... to win, win in Turin either? Were well, we supposed to win at City as well? No. You you said we would. I don't know. I don't think that happened. Oh, yeah, shut so up. Scratch that up. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna Wait, one for uh, one. We're gonna do just a couple quick, quick, quick questions here. Just give me your quick answers before we end this thing. Uh, Finisher Murray wants to know: Can Can Glenn Murray win the Golden Boot, Richard? No, no, not enough, not enough no. players, not enough creative players in the squad for him to win. Fair enough. Um, He's close. Danny, would you consider a good... Klopp not winning the Premier League this season a failure? Do you think he must secure the Premier League this season, or do you think uh, any silverware such as the FA Cup is good enough? I think he needs to win this any type of silverware he can. I don't think he doesn't, but they have a good season. If they have a United esque season, is he done? They won't sack him. No. Don't see why they should. No. I could see him leaving before they sack him. But you should get more media flack if they win nothing, in my opinion. Yes. You can't, you can't carry on getting free rides, but he shouldn't be sacked either. Uh, He's building Chris, something. Who's going to get promoted to the Premier League? Wants to know uh, at HTAFC season. Huddersfield Town. Um, I'd say Leeds. Okay. Um. West Brom and uh, Middlesbrough. Nice. Very nice. Um, so what we're going to do uh, is finish off here, and we're just going to give a shout-out each to an account we like before we cut it off. And I'm going to shout-out uh, a good friend who's been here with us for a while, and we all know him, and that is uh, at O to be a Gooner. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, who are you going to shout out, uh, Danny? Jack. Uh, his at is GLWOBE17. He's, yeah. he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's a and, great guy. And he's interactive. Yeah, he is. I really like his account a lot. Uh, Richard, who are you giving the shout out to? So I'm going to give a shout out to um, Kyle. Kyle from HD Design. Did we give him a shout out last week? I, can't I think we may have, but either way, I think he deserves yeah. another one. He deserves one. another one. Like, he's been super helpful. He made a official PSFT banner, so I'm giving that shot. And he's a class United fan. Cares about the club. Yeah, so he's, good yeah he's, he's great. You know, he has a lot of information he's about well. it. Yeah, and his edits are the sickest. Like, I haven't seen... He's one of the top, like, editors on the platform. So he yeah, deserves every... Give him a great follow. All right, Chris, and who are you going to shout out? I'm going to shout out um, Renee, friend of ours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Renee AFCA16. Yeah. It's a good guy in the chat we're in. Great. And also, great like, guy. when I take the piss out of Spurs, like, great reactions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's definitely a big Spurs. We're definitely going to have to get him on uh, to talk about Spurs. Yeah. And uh, Netherlands, too. Yeah, and Netherlands, definitely. Maybe uh, maybe we'll get them on closer to the end of the season, yeah. depending on what Spurs are doing, and uh, be able to talk about the Nations League finals as well. Yeah, it's coming home. It's, it's coming <laughs> home. 
All right, guys, that's it for episode two of the PSFT podcast. Thanks for joining us, uh, and we'll see you hopefully next week around the same time. 